Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Lightning fans. Hello, everyone, right and welcome to this you need in to know limbo edition of the Lightning Insider Podcast. With Eric Erlinson, LightningInsider.com, and you can find my written work that comes on that website. From a uh, insider who's got near 20 years on the Devil Lightning Beat. On that, if you want to subscribe to the site as well, where we have daily content, especially now during the Stanley Cup playoffs, as the Lightning are in limbo and. That's in reference to the title of this show as they've been sitting around here for a few days and they still don't know yet an opponent, but they do know a schedule or at least part of a schedule, uh, including the travel schedule. So we'll touch on that a little bit. Uh, We'll look ahead to the Game 7 between the New York Islanders and the Philadelphia Flyers. That'll take place on Saturday night, uh, September the 5th. Uh, that'll determine who Tampa Bay will play in the next round. So we'll kind of look at that series a little bit and give you some insight into uh, what we might look for. And, of course, the question everybody wants to ask, what's the better matchup? So we'll talk a little bit about that in terms of how it affects the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, update on Nikita Kucherov. We'll touch on that real quick as well. I know there's been a couple of questions on that. Uh, as always, if you ever have any questions you want to have on the podcast, you can use uh, hashtag ask EE on Twitter. That's the easiest way to find me. It's the best way to find me. I'm more interactive on that site than any other uh, social media channel. I do have some other channels. You can find me facebook.com slash lighting insider as well. Uh, if you want to email me, you can do that as well. It is eric at lightninginsider.com. Make sure that's E-R-I-K at lightninginsider.com. That is my email address. So that also is a good way to uh, reach me and uh, find me if you have a question, uh, which we'll get to towards the end of this episode. Um, all right, so here's here's the deal. This is what we know. This is what we have to look forward to. This is where the Lightning currently stand. Of course, they knocked off the Boston Bruins in five games. That came back on Monday, back on August the 31st, uh, and they have been... I don't want to say idle since then, but they did take a couple of days off before returning to practice. And as many of you know, there was some limbo about when game one of the Stanley Cup or the Eastern Conference Finals would start. And it could have started Saturday. It could have started on September the 5th had the New York Islanders defeated Philadelphia in either game five or game six. The Flyers, of course, came back and won both games in overtime to force a Game 7 on Saturday night. So there was a scenario in place that Tampa Bay could have opened the Eastern Conference Finals on the 5th of September against the Islanders, but it was only if it was going to be against the Islanders. Well, of course, we now know that the Islanders and the Flyers will play a Game 7 on that September 5th window. Uh, So now we know when Tampa Bay will start. We know where they'll start, but we don't know who they'll play against yet. So this is what we know. So the team practiced again in Toronto on September 4th on the Friday. They are scheduled to depart, and we're recording this on the 4th of September, so they're scheduled to depart Toronto 
on the 5th of September, that's Saturday, probably well in advance of the Game 7 at 7.30 between the Flyers and the Islanders so that they will head to Edmonton. They can get settled in for a day or so. And the Eastern Conference Finals will now begin on Monday, which is Labor Day, September the 7th. Uh, don't have a time yet on that, but you can imagine it'll either it'll be between seven and eight o'clock, most likely an eight o'clock window for that game. So we now know at least what a schedule looks like, what it might feel like, and I would anticipate. And again, this is the NHL, so we have to always keep that in mind when we talk about these situations. I want to touch on a couple of those. Um, it doesn't mean it's going to be every other day. It makes the most sense that it's every other day. You have uh, the final four teams, whatever they end up being, remaining in Edmonton. So it just makes sense that you're going to have every other day and not to have double headers uh, on you know a certain day with one game in the afternoon, one game in the evening with the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference Finals because the Western Conference Final will begin on Sunday. Again, as we're recording this, we don't know who they're going to be, but we do know that the Western Conference Finals are scheduled to begin on Sunday in Edmonton. The Eastern Conference Finals is scheduled to begin on Monday in Edmonton. So the Lightning will leave Toronto and head towards Edmonton for a new bubble and had a chance to talk to John Cooper and a couple of the players about that. They're actually kind of looking forward to maybe a little bit of a change of the venue because remember, they got to Toronto on July the 26th. They've been in that quote-unquote secured zone since July 26. And this kind of gives, and John Cooper used the phrase mindset refresh, if you will, um, to describe how the team might look at this situation moving uh, to a different location and what it might mean for um, just a different feel, just a different look. Yeah, there's some new things that you have to get used to, but you know, now that they know where they're going, how they're going to get there, I think that's an advantage. I think that's the the ad- one advantage that the Eastern Conference teams have in this scenario is that they can get that new look, that new feel, if you will, instead of being in the same place all the time. Uh, a lot of questions about why the game could have been Saturday night. Uh, remember, it's, it's that's the prime time window that NBC particularly wants, but CBC wants it as well. And they have the Kentucky Derby on Saturday. Uh, they want that as a follow-in. There's some golf that's also scheduled on NBC over the weekend, and there was that window that the uh, NBC wanted a game on Saturday night. So that's why this was all set up this way. So they knew just the way things were breaking down that this was the guaranteed situation. Either the Islanders and Flyers were going to have a Game 7 or Tampa Bay and the Islanders would have had a Game 1. So that's why all that is there. I don't understand, and again, NHL, how Vegas and Vancouver had to play a back-to-back. They play a Game 6 on a Thursday. they got to turn around and play a Game 7 on a Friday. And... But again, that's the NHL. Look, it, it, there's no travel involved here, so it's not as taxing on the players. They don't have to get on a plane. They don't have to get on a bus. They don't have to pack up their stuff. So there is an advantage in that aspect. But the fact that they got to play a Game 7 on back-to-back is uh, not the most hmm, smart in my mind. Uh, it is taxing on the players. But uh, either way, that is what uh, is taking place with the uh, Western Conference and the Eastern Conference. So now... We at least have a schedule. If you missed the updates on Nikita Kucherov, John Cooper did add that he did practice on 
the first day, the Lightning won the game on Monday against Boston. They took two days off, Tuesday and Wednesday. They did not have any practice at all. Uh, so Thursday was their first day back to practice, and we finally got the update on Nikita Kucherov that he did play, that he did uh, participate in practice. So that's an encouraging sign for the game one, and then the fact that they don't play until Monday. I I, I would be surprised, almost shocked, if Nikita Kucherov is not available to play for game one. Uh, one thing I wanted to get into, and I, and I looked this up, is... The, you have the rust versus rest factor, right? Like that always comes up when a team in Tampa Bay situation has an extended time off between series. They finished on a Monday. They will start on a Monday. So that's eight days between games, seven days off between games. And we heard John Cooper early on in this process say they'll take the rest. He called them they're like gold to have the opportunity to rest guys. You know, I know they've only played 10 quote-unquote playoff games, but they had a five-overtime game. They had a double-overtime game um, in the final game against the Bruins to close out that series. So which is better? Rest versus rust. Rust versus rest. Where do, They don't have any control over it, but I think they'll take the rest as much as they can. And with some players banged up, we know Ryan McDonough's banged up. Of course, Nikita Kucherov. Uh, we have to assume Yanni Gord is a little banged up after the hit he took from Nick Ritchie in the Boston series. Uh, and I'm sure there's some other bumps and bruises that we're certainly not aware of that uh, players are dealing with. So they'll take the rest at this time. They With this schedule now that they know, you know the coaching staff can plan and put together how intense they want their practices to be. You know, the first practice back on Thursday, John Cooper said it was a little bit more relaxed and stressless is the word he used to describe how they went through the practice on that day. And then they'll they'll slowly ramp it up. I don't know if they'll have a chance to practice on Saturday in Edmonton. I don't think they're going to practice in Toronto. I don't think that's an option. Uh, I believe that John Cooper said that they left the practice facility there in Toronto uh, and he said it was kind of nostalgic leaving. So I think that tells you that they won't be practicing there tomorrow. My guess is maybe they can get on the ice for a little bit in, in Edmonton um, on Saturday. Uh, plus the fact that the rink won't be in use and the practice rink is attached to the building there in Edmonton. So my guess is they'll be able to get on the ice once they get to Edmonton sometime, uh, probably in the afternoon, um, and, and get that taken care of. They'll have an opportunity on Sunday, and then, of course, they'll play on Monday. So the rest versus rust situation, there are ways the coaching staff can deal with that in terms of kind of keeping guys sharp and keeping the legs going and everything like that. But I want to give you some examples. Uh, the last couple of playoffs, um, 2015, there wasn't much time off for the Lightning. They had a seven-game series in round one. They had a six-game series in round two, and then a, a seven-game series in round three before they got to the Stanley Cup final. Um, but more recently, how the team has dealt with it. So back in 2016, the opening round, they defeat the Detroit Red Wings in five games. That series ended on April the 21st. The second round against the New York Islanders did not start until April 27th. So that's six days off between. You know, that's one day short of what we're going to experience here. Well, the Lightning, of course, went on to defeat the Islanders in five games. Now, they lost game one. They came back and they won the next four, uh, including two in overtime up in Brooklyn to uh, finish that series. That series finished on May the 8th. The Eastern Conference Finals against the Pittsburgh Penguins started on May the 13th. So there was five days off between those two series. Um, uh, so that's rust versus rest. It didn't, it didn't really affect them too much. 
right? Because they they won the first series in five. They won the second series in five, even though the extended time off. In 2018, again, another run to the Eastern Conference Finals. They knocked off the uh, New Jersey Devils in five games in round one. That series ended on April the 21st. The second round started on April the 28th against the Boston Bruins. They did lose that opening game to the Bruins, came back to win in five. So that series ended on May the 6th. And the Eastern Conference Finals against the Capitals started on May the 11th. So a five-day gap. So the Lightning have been through something like this before. They have experienced it, of course, with a lot of the same players. A little bit of the opposite here in this situation because... Uh, the bigger gap is between round two and round three, but that's okay. You're a little bit deeper in by then. You've played a little bit more hockey by then, and the rest is probably a little bit more beneficial at this point. And again, to go back to John Cooper's comment that he said uh, they're like gold. These kind of days are like gold to be able to take this much time off uh, in a series or in a playoff run, and, and here they are. Uh, it's amazing to think that all four uh, conference semifinal series were all three to one. And the Lightning are the only team that didn't have to go to a game seven to figure it out. That's a pretty incredible stat um, because it was, you know, back on Monday, the talk was that there hadn't been a situation where there wasn't a game seven in either of the first two rounds of the playoffs since 1979. And yet here we are now with three game sevens. Uh, so it's incredible testament to Vancouver and to Colorado and to the Flyers to kind of work their way back all three of them to force a game seven. So uh, very interesting, these 2020 playoffs, to be sure. Okay, I know a lot of people want to know uh, the matchup against the Flyers, against the, the Islanders. Uh, first of all, here's what we should expect for tomorrow's game, for Saturday night's game against uh, between the Flyers and the Islanders in game seven. The Islanders were by far the better team in game six. Uh, by far, like it wasn't even close. You want to talk about uh, games where maybe a team did not deserve to win or did not deserve to come out on top. I think that one was sort of the definition of it in a lot of ways. Of course, the Flyers end up winning it in double overtime, uh, a 5-4 victory. I mean, look, anytime the, the Islanders score four goals, you got to feel pretty good about the way they win or about how what their chances are going to be to win. And then you look at the final stat sheet, the shots on goal were 53-31 to in favor of the Islanders. 53 to 31. I mean, the Islanders are a shot suppression team. There's no doubt. But the Islanders really couldn't generate a whole lot. Uh, they actually did build a 2 nothing lead. The Flyers did in this game with a couple of quick goals in the first period. Uh, ended up falling behind. The Islanders um, get one late in the first. They score three in the second, including a late one by Mike Barzell with about 30 seconds to go in the first period. And then Scott Lawton um, ties the game midway through the third and, and it forces the overtime where Ivan Provorov ends up winning the game. Bad break for the Islanders. Scott Mayfield's stick breaks, allows the Flyers to come up ice and start a rush. And you have Kevin Hayes feeding uh, Provorov for the game winner uh, with 4.57 left in the second overtime to force the game seven. All three wins by the Flyers uh, in the series, by the way, have come via overtime. Uh, and here they are to force a game seven. So here's the personalities of the two teams and how it it stacks up to what the Lightning might see. First of all, we'll start with the Islanders. They were the team that were in the lead here in this series for a good portion of it. And they are a very frustrating team to play against. 
They can be. So you want to think about the early stages of the series against Columbus and how Columbus really kind of protects that middle area of the ice in the offensive zone, the Lightning's offensive zone, and how hard it is to get shots, let alone through the net, uh, let alone trying to find passing seams to make plays. They just, they're very structured when it comes to how they, they play defense. And that's that's the shot suppression that we talk about. I, I sort of caught the ire of some Islanders fans early on in these playoffs where I mentioned that the Islanders were almost single-handedly trying to draw the NHL back to the dead puck era. It's a little tongue-in-cheek because obviously this is not New York, uh, New Jersey Devils neutral zone trap territory that the Islanders play. They they uh, they do that in the, in their own zone, uh, similar to what Columbus does. I think the Islanders do it a little bit better. But here's the big difference between the Islanders and the Columbus Blue Jackets. The Islanders transition very fast, and they have some skill. Matt Barzell is a player that you really have to keep an eye on. He can really push the pace if he gets the opportunity uh, because this is, the Islanders thrive on your turnovers. They sit back and they wait. They will. They are a patient team. They force you to be as patient as them, if not more so, and that can be hard to do. It can be very difficult to do, and you sometimes tend to put yourselves into situations to where you know, you're you're throwing pucks in and can't get them back. We saw that in the in the Columbus series. Or you're trying to get shots through and it gets blocked. And the Islanders will thrive on that stuff. If you try and uh, force a, a pass into a bad area of the ice, they will counter and they will go the other way. They have speed and transition. I mentioned Matt Barzell. Anthony Beauvillier is that type of player. You know, the chemistry that Barzell and Anders Lee have is just phenomenal. You look at the power play goal they scored in Game 6 against Philadelphia, the transition they had and the understanding from Barzell to find Andres Lee as the, the third guy over on the left-wing side of the ice, um, that's they just have a lot of chemistry and they know how to work well together. Um, the goaltending uh, has, is usually very, very solid. Uh, Semyon Varlamov has given them really good goaltending. Thomas Grice is their backup. Uh, he actually did start uh, game four. Uh, they were in a back-to-back situation, so he started Game 4 and helped the Islanders win that game to take a 3-1 lead. Uh, Varlamov was not very good in Game 6. I mentioned the five goals just on 31 shots, but through regulation, he had allowed four goals on just 17 shots. So the Islanders, or the Flyers only had four shots in the third period. They were outshot 14-4. to uh, Varlamov only faced the four. Now it was a breakaway by Lawton. Um, but again, he allowed four goals on 17 shots through regulation time. Uh, so he did not have a very good night. Um, he has been their backbone, though, and he can bring it. Uh, the Islanders are a team that don't have, they really don't have any star players, right? Barzell is probably the closest thing that they have. Uh, Andres Lee is a, is a fantastic player. He's got seven goals here through the playoffs to this point. Um, but then you look at their back end. You know, there's not a lot of, of household names there. You know, you've got a Nick Letty. They brought in Andy Green at the trade deadline, longtime uh, New Jersey Devil, uh, captain of the Devils. Obviously, Lou Lamarillo would be very, very familiar with Andy Green and what he's brought in. But, uh, you know, Devin Tays, Scott Mayfield, um, Adam Pellick, uh, Ryan Pulak. Ryan Pulak has a fantastic shot. He is. Uh, he is a guy you really got to watch with point shots, and I know uh, Lightning fans remember that he's had a couple of uh, long-range goals against them. You know, 
Uh, so he is a dangerous player, but there's not a whole lot of stars there. There's just not. Uh, but they're a dangerous, dangerous team, especially when they're confident and they're confident in these playoffs. Uh, we'll see what that means for Game 7 um, against the Flyers here uh, on Saturday or tonight if you're listening to it on Saturday. Uh, in terms of the Flyers, I think the Flyers are a more skilled team. Uh, I think they play a very similar structure in some ways to what the Islanders do. Not the same, but a little bit similar in some ways. So um, they can really pack it in their own end, uh, especially when they get the lead. When they get the lead, they're hard to play against, even though the Islanders have come back on them twice, you know, in game number, um, uh, I forget, uh, the game two that the, uh, that the Flyers won in overtime. The Flyers had a 3 nothing lead. And they end up blowing that game in the third period and have to go to overtime to win it. Um, so they, the Flyers can be a tough team to play against when they have the lead, even though they necessarily haven't shown it uh, in this series against the Islanders. Uh, but when you start to, to, to talk about a Claude Giroux, uh, a Jacob Voracek, uh, Travis Konechny, uh Ivan Provorov, um, you know, Kevin Hayes has had a fantastic year for the Flyers. There's a, I think there's a lot more skill. I think they are a lot more skilled team. Uh, but as I'm watching, especially Game 6, and you wonder how the Islanders had so many shots, go watch how many puck battles the Islanders won in the, in the Flyers' zone, and you understand why they had so much puck possession. The Flyers did not win many battles at all. So I think that's a, a weakness of their team. Um, Carter Hart in goal is a rookie, but he's a very talented guy. I think you would have to be weary of that because of what he's capable of doing and how he's capable of doing it. Um, he would, he would, he would actually worry me a little bit more than Varlamov, even though Varlamov is the more veteran guy and has been through a lot of situations in his career. Uh, but I would think that, uh, Carter Hart, because of what he's potentially capable of, you know, we saw it in the round robin game between the Lightning and the Flyers. Uh, he stopped Nikita Kucherov on a breakaway. I think he stopped an Alex Kalorn shorthanded chance. He's capable of making those saves, and that would be of somewhat concern uh, in terms of facing the goaltenders. Don't be left out. Make sure you subscribe to the Lightning Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else where podcasts are found. Now, here again is Eric. So, what's the better matchup? I mean, six of one, half dozen of another. You know, I just mentioned the Flyers uh, are probably the more skilled team than the Islanders, but the Islanders are a better structure team and can frustrate the you-know-what out of you because that's what they do. That's what their strength is. Um, but here, here I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I will say this about what maybe should happen. Um, First round, Tampa Bay faces the Columbus Blue Jackets, and they, quote-unquote, exercise their demons in that, right? Round two, Boston Bruins, potentially maybe their biggest rival going right now just because of some of the regular season games, and you had the the, uh, playoff matchup two years ago. They've been battling one and two for the division for the last couple of years, uh, for the President's Trophy the last couple of years. So maybe there's a little rivalry there. Makes sense that they were able to uh, face the Bruins and get past them. So if you're into redemption tours, and there are some who are, I've seen this tossed around, redemption tours, then Barry Trotz could be on that list, right? Barry Trotz was the coach of the Capitals in 2018 that sent the uh, Capitals to a Stanley Cup victory and, and stole it, if you will, from Tampa Bay, who had a 3-2 lead in that series. So if you want to go on redemption tours, do you want the Islanders 
I don't know. If you believe in that kind of stuff, I'm not saying I do. Some of you might. I don't know, but that would be my feeling on it. All right, I do have some questions uh, that have come in that I do want to get to and, and touch on. But before we get to those, I want to pass along a partnership we have going right now with smackapparel.com. If you're familiar with Smack Apparel, uh, you've seen some of these shirts uh, go around that um, you know keep calm and beat the New York Yankees or whatever it is uh, if you're a race fan. Well, they have some special lightning shirts uh, available for you. Uh, they have one that's out right now. It's called I Want to Party Like It's 2004. It's the cup. Um, those are available right now, and I'm going to give you a special offer if you want to uh, reach out to them. If you go to smackapparel.com, again, this is only going to work at smackapparel.com, and if you go to Tampa Bay's site uh, in terms of their apparel, if you use the term 2020 BOGO when you check out, you will get a buy one, get one free on any apparel, on any apparel. So again, that's 2020 BOGO. You have to put two items into your cart to make the coupon code work. So again, go to smackapparel.com. Use the coupon code 2020BOGO. That's 2020BOGO. And that'll give you a buy one, get one offer. And that's on anything. But check out their Tampa Bay stuff. Uh, We do have some giveaways that we're going to start to do, not with this podcast. I want to let you know that it's out there, uh, so look for it on the next podcast. But we do have some giveaways, and we're going to do the giveaways. If you leave me a five-star review, if you go to iTunes, if you have this uh, subscription on iTunes, uh, on Apple, if you provide me a five-star review, I will pick out one five-star review, and that includes all of you that have done that so far. Thank you so much for that. But we will pick one random. I will read the review on the air, and you'll be eligible to win one of these t-shirts. We have a couple that we're going to give away. So again, go to smackapparel.com. The promo code is 2020BOGO. So that's 2020BOGO. You have to put two items in your cart for the code to work. Uh, So make sure you do that. They got some really fun stuff on there. So uh, we want to start this partnership with them and uh, support them. Uh, They're going to support us. So uh, let's make this partnership work. All right. Uh, The questions that I want to get to, I want to get to one, and I apologize. I didn't get to this one a few uh, back. It's from Steve Hyden who emailed me. So again, you can email me your questions as well. Um, uh, so Anthony Sorelli does not seem to be making his usual impact other than the feed to Palat on the second goal uh, in Saturday's game through four. Uh, is he injured? Is he being neutralized? Or am I just missing the subtleties of what he does? No doubt in my mind that Anthony Sorelli has not been the same type of player in these playoffs that we saw during the regular season, whether that's through the time off, whether that's through maybe he's not up to speed, whether he's injured, whether he's banged up, I don't know. But I've seen some examples of watching Sorelli play where you're like, that doesn't look like him. That that doesn't look like him at all. Um, You know, and, and not even just in the way he plays. You know, he's usually so engaged in everything he does, but I've seen enough in these playoffs where he's caught, you know, puck watching or not paying attention to who's coming around him. He's, he's usually so aware, 
you know, his hockey IQ is off the charts. He's usually so aware of his surroundings. And there's just been a couple of situations here where we haven't noticed it, where we haven't seen it. So, um, I don't know if he's injured. I don't know if it is, but he does need to be better. It was encouraging. He got the goal in game five, the go-ahead goal. He got to a spot on the ice he needs to get to. He's able to deflect the shot from Victor Hedman that put Tampa Bay up 2-1 to one in that game. Of course, we know the Lightning um, lost the lead late in the third period, and the Bruins forced the overtime before Tampa Bay went on to win it. But uh, that's kind of what where I'm at and what I'm seeing out of... Uh, Anthony Sorelli. I think he needs to be better, uh, just needs to be more engaged in it. So I think that's what uh, we're going to see. Uh, from Jim Lake, uh, I know you guys have been scolded for asking about Stamkos, but any chance the Islanders Philly series goes to seven games, which of course it has, um, extends the timeline enough that we might see Stamkos in the conference final. Um, again, I wish I had an answer for you. John Cooper did mention that before the series starts, he would have another update on Steven Stamkos, but as far as I'm concerned, Everything is status quo until it's not. So that, in, to me, uh, from what I understand, the status quo has not changed. Um, there is no uh, definitive thing on that. So until he's until they tell us he's ready to play, I'm just assuming that he's not going to be able to play. Uh, from Joyce, will the team take the fan signed glass to Edmonton, and if so, will it be put up for our home games again? Uh, thanks. Uh, I believe so. I, I've been waiting for confirmation. Uh, I tried to answer this uh, question before um, I recorded the podcast. I didn't get the answer for it, but I can't imagine any reason why whatsoever the glass would not uh, continue to accompany the team and would be continued to use in the same manner. I don't think the league would change that. And let's face it, it's a great story. It's a great story for the league to kind of put out there. So, um, you know, they get to the conference finals. There's so much of a spotlight on it. I would imagine it'll be status quo, speaking of status status quo, for uh, the Lightning with that glass. Uh, from Brian Drozdowski, uh, who would you rather see in the Eastern Conference Finals, Flyers or Islanders? Love the new podcast, by the way. Thank you, Brian. Uh, again, I, I don't know who's better, quote-unquote, uh, of a better matchup. I think I broke down exactly the difference between the two teams there. Um, if you want to go off redemptions, yeah, you know. Uh, I, I think I think it just feels destined to be Barry Trotz and the Islanders, but we'll see. Uh, Connor, um, Connor had the same question: Who would you rather face, or who do we have a better matchup? I, I think the Lightning actually match up better, quote unquote, against the Flyers because they're not as uh, structured. And again, I mentioned how they lose so many puck battles. Uh, at least watching Game Six, they lost a ton of puck battles on their own end. So. Um, my guess is the Flyers, even though they're more skilled maybe than the Islanders, but the Islanders are scoring goals. You know, that's one thing that you can say about the Islanders. Yeah, they do suppress shots, but they have scored some goals in these playoffs. Uh, like I said, they they scored four last night. That's been enough for them to win almost every game. Um, from Meg Bailey, uh, what do you suspect Cooch's injury was? If you had to guess, do you think concussion symptoms or something more benign? I I, I don't know. My guess, the fact that he came back and left either lends itself to a potential concussion situation or, you know, there was some dental work. Like just based on the area of his mouth that he got hit by Zidane Chara's stick, that would kind of give me the understanding that uh, maybe it's not concussion-related, maybe it's something different, uh, maybe it's dental-related, I don't know. But again, very encouraging sign that he was back 
on the ice. Uh, and the last one here from uh, Stephanie. Whoever the Lightning play is 11-7 and seven style more suited to the Isles because of their type of defensive structure, or should we play 12-6 and six if we play the Flyers? Um, again, I, you know, both of them have advantages and disadvantages. Um, if they're fully healthy, and again, I, I'm assuming Steven Stamkos is not playing, if they're fully healthy, then I think they're better suited 12-6. and six. But certainly the 11-7 worked very well against the Islanders. Uh, my guess is they'll start with a 12-6. and six. Uh, depending on the, on the matchup situation, look, both of those teams are really good on faceoffs. Um, so, do you need a uh, you know d- does a Mitchell Stevens draw in because of his ability to win faceoffs? Um, you know, do you need a Carter Verhage and, and his speed in there? Um, you know, I, I, my guess my guess is because it works so well against the Bruins that we'll see eleven and seven to start, and they'll evaluate it from there. But again, the drawback is, especially in the playoffs, if you lose a forward, you're down to ten. And you have to play the rest of the game with that. And, you know, the Lightning had to play a double overtime game against the Bruins in game five with just 10 forwards. So there's a drawback there. Um, that's the one disadvantage when you have when you're doing that. So um, uh, my, my guess is they'll start 11 and 7, but we'll see how things shake out when we get to Monday. Uh, all right, a couple things just to wrap it up. Again, uh, if you want to sign up to my website, uh, go to lightyinsider.com. If you use the promo code podcast, I'll give you $10 off the first year of your subscription. It is a annual subscription, so it'll be for one calendar year, and then we'll automatically renew with the regular rate um, whenever uh, one year from the sign-up date. Uh, so again, podcast for $10 off for there. If you want to go to smackapparel.com, and check out their inventory, uh, especially their hockey stuff. They have a, a, a couple of good uh, Lightning shirts on here if you want to check them out. They're going to give you a buy one, get one offer. So you're going to use the code 2020BOGO, 2020BOGO. It's ex- exclusive only to smackapparel.com. You can't use that promo code on any other website. Uh, so again, smackapparel.com, the promo code is 2020BOGO, and you can get buy one, get one free. Also, Check out on the site, and this is not behind a paywall. I, I removed the paywall on this story. The, the story about Matthew Joseph and Curtis McElhaney and the new mask that Curtis McElhaney have, they were gracious enough to meet with the media earlier this week to discuss what the mask means, what it meant, and it's really cool. Some of the stuff I didn't know, but some of the athletes that Matthew Joseph picked out, prominent African-American or black athletes that are on the mask that Curtis McElhaney unveiled for the first time in practice on Thursday, that uh, the story behind them and why he chose them, it's really cool. I encourage you to check it out. Again, I took the paywall off on that one. So again, lightninginsider.com. It's under the inside, the locker room drop-down menu, or you can see it through the sliding scale and click on it from that. So uh, make sure you check out that uh, out that as well. All right, I'll be back with another podcast uh, series preview, so expect that to come out on Sunday as we break down whoever the opponent is going to be. We should have a, well, we will have a schedule by then, uh, so we'll get a little bit more in-depth to whoever they happen to play next. Um, if you ever want to ask questions, again, find me on Twitter, at Eric underscore Erlinson. That's at E-R-I-K underscore E-R-L. E-N-D-S-S-O-N and use the hashtag AskEE if you want to ask a question. I'll find it there. You can email it like Steve did. Um, that um, 
you know, I'll get to them that way too. I apologize, Steve. It took me a couple of uh, days to, to get back to you on that one, but we do have that one. Um, and that's the best way. So again, thanks everybody for the support. Uh, make sure you subscribe to this. Make sure you're hitting the five-star reviews. Uh, we'll start the giveaways here soon. So if you can leave a, a five-star review uh, on iTunes specifically, uh, I will get to those and I will rate and review your rating review with me and we do have some t-shirts that we uh, can give away here in the next couple of days so uh, make sure you check that out as well uh, as always thanks for the support we'll be back for uh, next uh, our next podcast on sunday so until then save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get 16 ounce packs of flavorful angus 90 lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious coca-cola pepsi or 7-up all with your card Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.